You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. All right, welcome back to another episode. Guys, we're in a special treat today as we are going back-to-back interview uh, episodes for the first time, right? 63 episodes in, and we've decided to go back-to-back interviews. I think it's just a matter of time before you guys get sick of just hearing me nonstop every day. And, you know, most of you know, or maybe you don't know, I identify myself as a multi-hyphenate. And really what a multi-hyphenate means is that I can never niche down and just do one thing. My entire life when people are telling me the riches are in the niches and just do one thing, I would try it and then it wouldn't work out well for me. And I would either become so focused, I would lose my passion or lose my creativity. And so I've always believed in the idea that if you have a niche, double down and own it. But if you don't have a niche, you can still find success. You just have to do things other ways. And for me, NFTs is kind of like the multi-hyphenate's dream world. Because if you guys know on yesterday's episode, I interviewed a CPA on, on taxes around NFTs and crypto. And today I got the guys that are dropping West Coast Customs NFTs. And if that doesn't kind of summarize like my beautiful world of uh, juxtaposition and uh, multi-hyphenate, um, I don't know what does. So uh, excited to have this discussion with these guys. Their mint is actually happening today where you guys are listening to this. So we'll get into all of that um, as we go. But uh, before we do, Kurt, Jessup, welcome to NFT 365. Uh, Excited to have you guys on. Thanks for having us. A pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. So I can tell you, you know, I earlier on in the in the season of the podcast, uh, I highlighted Playboy Rabbitars as what I think of one of the best brand NFT launches and just their ability to tell a story, integrate in the community, really be dialed in. And funny enough, when I saw, you know, as a proud crypto dads holder, when I saw the West Coast Customs, uh, you know, collaboration, it like hit me very much like the Playboy Rabbitars drop did. It was like, man, there's like some nostalgia there. It connects to like, I mean, I immediately thought of Exhibit. You know, I I mean, I think we can't get away from that. Um, And it also kind of connected the dots on like, the ability to, to like bridge communities. But little did I realize that not only were you guys already in the game planning something out, but there was much something even much bigger um, to kind of come to life. So Kurt, I would love to hear like, what's the origin story of like this West Coast Customs uh, partnership and kind of how the like the NFT arm uh, kind of was born? So this started back in 2016. And I think it's um, important to kind of summarize in 30 seconds or less the history of West Coast Customs, if people don't maybe know the story, they started in 1993, uh, right? And Friedling House is the CEO and founder. Uh, he started in a little shop basically in Compton, California, and he was customizing cars uh, for uh, up and coming celebrities at the time. Shaquille O'Neal was one of the big ones. And um, Ryan has always, well, Justin, I like to say, has really created the first NFT in the physical world. These are one of one creations that are never duplicated, often imitated, never duplicated. And um, he's always had this customization type of mentality his whole life. 
Um, fast forward through the years, he has kind of upped the rankings. He's now located in Burbank, California, Empire Avenue. Um, it's a very large location, like a museum almost. In 2016, we met Ryan through a mutual friend. I'm in the entertainment space. And um, I went to Ryan with a, with a problem to solve regarding cryptocurrency mining using uh, GPUs. Um, I live in Florida. Uh, electricity is very inexpensive, but it's very hot. So Ryan didn't turn down the challenge and decided to look at these GPUs and find a way to cool them using air. And the kind of thought process was, if I could cool a turbocharged engine that's 700 horsepower, I can definitely cool these mining cards. So that's how the relationship really started with Ryan and I. And as he, we should have patented it and sold it, um, but he, he found a way to cool these GPUs using air in a, in a circulation system like they do in the Porsches. Uh, it was it was wild. So that's how we got into the space with Ryan in 2016. And it turned that we just we became brothers and we had a, an amazing relationship that started. And from that point on, we, did, we started discussing uh, a video blockchain game. And it was always something that he wanted to do at the time. We can get into it a little later, but the technology wasn't there. A lot of the things that we wanted to do, we were meeting with developers. We wanted to stack NFTs if Jessup bought a Camaro and he wanted to put a wrap on it or a certain set of tires in in the virtual world, that ability wasn't there or it was really, really expensive to do when you're stacking NFTs. So this has been something that we've been in the space for a very long time. And finally, we're at a point where we feel that the technology is caught up. We can talk about the video game a little bit later, but that's how the relationship got started with Ryan and West Coast Customs. But they've always been in the space. And some of your listeners might not know this, but some of the early graphics in Grand Theft Auto GTA uh, were based off of West Coast Customs. Um, yeah, they were changed a little bit so they didn't have to pay royalties, but some of the signage, some of the garages, some of the graffiti on the wall, that's all in, um, in honor to West Coast Customs. That makes, I mean, that makes sense. I remember, you know, I remember thinking that playing the game, right? Playing a GTA and, and feeling like, wow, they definitely kind of mirrored that, that same uh, kind of look. But like, roll me back real quick. Like, you're, so the idea of cooling the GPUs was using kind of like the methodology of what you're using to cool an engine block. Is that correct? Yeah, so um, Volkswagen and, and some of these Porsches are obviously air-cooled. They're air-cooled components, and um, they're circulating the air through vents, uh, like almost like shark fins on the side when you're driving to cool these engines. Some of them are upwards of 400, 500 horsepower. So Ryan sat down, and he just drafted up this. I should have had the, the sketch, but he drafted up a sketch, and they gave it to the CAD department who made this small creation that these GPU cards went into, it circulated the air, it blew it out one side, and the GPUs were instantly cooler. If you have that sketch, we need to mint that. Yeah, no kidding. I was like, I was like you could fractionize that thing for sure. I mean, there's something. Yeah, I think as the relationship started to build over the years, it was one of these things where we just said, there's a play here for a video game, just for, through talking and educating and crypto and him learning more. He has two kids who are heavy, heavy gamers. So they are always the first to find out. Um, Ryan Jr. and Dylan, they would go to him and say, Dad, there's this thing called Bitcoin. It's coming out. And, you know, kids were up on it. Right. And so we started to think, well, how can we take this after we started learning about the blockchain and what you can do on the blockchain? I mean, Ryan's location is literally a museum. For every one car that you see on TV, there's a hundred more that they built that, that the consumer, us, would never see the light of day. So it wow. became this play of thinking like blockchain, collectibles, original content. How do we match this up? And you know, there's people who wait three years to have a car designed by Ryan. How do we do that 
and give them something for $69 or $100 in, in a digital asset that they can now engage with in the digital space. So that's what, when, when Ryan and I spoke about this originally, it was always about the fans. What could we do to give the fans the best experience and allow them to take a piece of West Coast Customs with them forever? And that's, that's how this video game cryptocurrency got started. That's so awesome. And I talk a lot about that here on the podcast on like I, I started talking blockchain 2013 and I really love the idea of blockchain. But like for me, I was kind of wishfully hoping that crypto wouldn't be the first like, you know, massive adoption use case because it has that like financial tie to it. Right. And it, and it kind of steps away from, you know, it adds risk. It adds volatility on its face. It also adds some, uh, you know, let's say uh, bad players to the game that take advantage of it. But I I think just that story alone, right, the idea of because from the outside, right, people will be like, wait, a custom garage in California that many of us know from a TV show, you know, on MTV that like, how does that connect into this NFT space? But as you explain that idea of like, really, you're you're allowing the the collector, the fan to not only digitize that relationship with the car, but you're also adding an element of, you know, authenticity, right? You're able, you know, you mentioned like even the knockoff on a video game, the knockoff of a car being customized, right? And being able to have kind of proof of authority on the blockchain. I mean, that kind of blows my mind in a way of, I mean, how cool is it that we're at a place now that that tech uh, kind of sits, it, right? Like, that's it, pretty cool. It's cool. And it's even cooler now that Ryan gets to take these masterpieces that start in his brain. It goes to Musa and Ryan sits with them, who's the lead designer. <clears throat> they draw it up. It's digital. They send it to a machine that makes parts, for example, of the, uh, the Justin Bieber Rolls Royce that they just did. That I was there lucky enough to be there three times when they were building that. Those panels on that machine were literally made, um, the quarter panels at the West Coast Customs headquarter. If you could think it, they can make it. They have the machinery. So it was wild this going into an office and seeing a computer screen that had a CAD drawing of a fender or, or a skirt or a flare. It goes to a machine. It cuts it, right? And then the guys mold it and put it on. But then the cool thing about it is now we're going to take that and bring it back to the digital world. And we're going to give it and allow a fan to participate in the creation of this. So it's really a full circle thing. And that's what we're most excited about, really. Well, I mean, and we've even talked about attaching NFTs to an actual car. Um, there's like a real life Mario Kart that's sitting in West Coast Customs that we've talked about potentially attaching it where if you buy the NFT, it comes with that vehicle. And using this, you know, like the way that most people are, are looking at NFTs, especially from the uh, kind of mass um, population, they just see JPEGs and, and you know, like, oh, yep. you spend a bunch of money on a JPEG. And I, I think there's so much more beyond this. That's why we call it Web3. It's it's a technology and figuring out how to apply that technology to existing things. You know, you hear Gary talk about uh, event tickets, like every event yep. is going to become a, uh, an NFT, subscriptions, like gym memberships, um, your your passport, like it just all makes sense. And I think that's that's where we have really dove into, like, how do we use this technology, especially in a company that has used technology to build these real life cars. Now, how do we use that, um, this Web3 space to also usher in other cool things that we can do? Just so I, and I love that, like, full circle, right? Because like, full circle is important. But I also think, like, you know, West Coast always, like, the brand stands out, right? It's like, I mean, like, right. the lettering, the logo, like, I, to me... It's iconic. And I, you know, I, I posted it in, uh, you know, my discord and the amount of people that is like, 
you know, jumped in there with like gifts. And I, you know, I'm like that 40 year old millennial. I, I was born in 81. I'm like literally perfectly aligned for, you know, West coast in my life. You know, I graduated high school in 99. It was like, kind of like right at all of this you know, world was going on. And, and it's funny because when you think about like iconic brand and nostalgia and also, you know, technology enabled, but in a way, kind of out of touch from me, the consumer, right? Like I have a Jeep Wrangler, it's custom on 35s, but like I got it done from a buddy of mine. We put it, you know, the lift and the, and the lift package on it. But like the idea of like working with like the best of the best or even having a part of that brand was maybe as good as like buying swag or merch. And now we're seeing this kind of take into, like, like you said, bringing those fans forward. So I'm curious, you know, I mentioned that like the Crypto Dads partnership is where I first kind of caught wind of you guys in this space. And I've said this on the podcast, we're going to have the founders, uh, Crypto Dads are going to be on next week as well. Um, it's the first NFT for me that I had kind of like the aha community aspect of, wow, like this is opening doors that I didn't see other places. How did that partnership with Crypto Dads come to life um, in a sense of not only was it like a partnership supporting, but there's some like co-branding, co, uh, co-collaborating from the jump, which let's face it, back in October was like the early days of NFTs, which <laughs> kind of sounds crazy to say, but how did that world come together? Yeah, so this is a two-part. I'm going to tell the first story and Jessica finish it. Um, those guys are amazing and their values uh, for their community and how they launched their project, they really fall directly in line of how we look at things. Uh, in the NFT space, we have a very large responsibility, we feel, being a 29-year-old brand in the space, to really give our consumers and our fans the best possible user experience. Um, that's one thing we've been, we're, I don't want to say we're slow, but we're cautious on purpose. And it's because we do have a responsibility. Um, I talk to Ryan every night on, on his way home. It's our, it's our joke. Uh, we spend 30 minutes on the phone talking about how to onboard new users and what he learned today and what I learned. And, um, you know, we've even gone so far as to host a, a party at his location in, in Burbank to onboard new users and teach them how to use MetaMask and teach them about NFTs. And those are things that we've done because we want to we want to we don't want people to just buy something and turn it around and flip it on the market and be like, see you later, West Coast Customs, MetaWebs, I'm out. We really want to build a community. And if, if, to your point, if you look at what the crypto dads have done, look at how many holders versus how many assets are out there. That's a testament to how strong your community is. So we have purposely aligned ourselves with the crypto dads because they see, we talk to those guys almost every single day. They're amazing. And uh, it was really, as we got on the phone and started talking to them, it's like, well, first of all, every dad needs a pimped out mower. Every dad needs a car. We got to have some fun here. Let's come up with it. So, you know, I'll let Jessup talk about that a little bit more, but it was a fun little drop and the communities went nuts. And I think we're onto something with them, but they're, 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 their values just align so closely as to what we're doing inside of our community. Yeah. And uh, so it kind of goes back to the, the video game. So essentially, you know, this video game has been in talks for years. And so when we first caught wind of the, the crypto dads, uh, we all literally every single one of us minted a crypto, I think, four or five crypto dads. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding four. He's holding five. Uh, Mark, I mean, we all have a bunch of, uh, I think we might be the, we might be the rare ones that actually have that many more than one. I, I have three in my bag. Let's right? go. And, like, and I, for those that don't know, you mentioned this, Kurt, like they're number three of all, you know, PFP 10 uh, K projects with most individual holders, right? Like unheard of. So yeah, that, that's a goal. I mean, it's so gold there. Yeah. Go ahead. Super Jessica. cool. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so that was like, we, we got, 
um, we all we all minted them. We invited them on a Twitter space and and then really got to know them and and just uh, loved them as as a team. And so um, when we saw on the roadmap that they are working on a lawnmower racing game, like that was part of the the roadmap. It, like Kurt said, it just made sense. Like, well, let's pimp out some uh, Mower. mowers and then kind of further talking. It was like wait a second, like we can do something way bigger than just doing a a one-off drop with these guys. And um, that's when we really kind of built this partnership of, um, I guess, are we cool that we could start talking about the video game, right? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) sure. Cool. So so basically the game is going to, it's going to be an entire racing metaverse. So the focus is around racing, collecting, and customizing. And West Coast Customs is just a piece within that giant uh, metaverse. The entire metaverse is called the Eververse, E-V-R-verse. And um, so West Coast Customs is going to be Empire Avenue, which is where they sit in Burbank. And then we have the Dadlands, which is the Crypto Dads world. And we always use the analogy of thinking of it like Universal Studios or uh, um, Disneyland where you walk yep. in and there's Tomorrowland and there's these different sections. And so they'll, there'll be interoperability between these uh, where you can collect assets within the West Coast custom side, you can collect assets in the um, Dadlands, and then they connect within a garage, and you can host all of these things. And then West Coast Customs will pimp out mowers in the uh, the Dadlands world. And so bringing these existing NFT communities that we have seen are really strong, they're working like I mean, I personally know Anthony. I talk to him regularly. We all talk to them regularly. Like they're grinding, and we want to align ourselves with projects and people who are just as passionate about building these as we are. And so, bringing these communities into our metaverse and making it our metaverse. Kurt had the uh, coolest kind of slogan where when somebody asks like what is the eververse and it's whatever you want it to be <laughs> whatever it's whatever yeah. so i like, um, I like and, and and i like one thing i want to touch on real quick is like when we when someone says they're just jpegs right the idea that a community of dads that were rallied behind you a a brand that was founded in 1993 and we'll get back to that number in, in a minute because yeah. there's some really cool on that side of the house but a brand that's founded in 1993 that kind of you know not only became known for many of us dads that are part of that community um you know i'm a girl dad of three girls so like the the the, the idea that like the values matched up right and it's and it's kind of interesting because like crypto dads is a brand born in the NFT land, right? Like um, via NFTs that is a year, less than a year old. And you have a brand that is iconic in many fashions and doing things in a space that you would say traditionally offline, disconnected from tech, like from like the, the traditional world. And the idea that these worlds are merging together in the metaverse concept, right? And bringing people and values and entertainment and like these, these communities together. I mean, like, if anyone wants to know what an example of why this all is like truly going to transform our world, I mean, this is the story, right? Like, I mean, such a cool, you know, kind of, uh, you know, integration there. And I agree, like understanding like the crypto dads community and like, they, gaming was already, you know, part of what they really wanted to get into and, and having the game with West Coast Customs 
I'm curious, you know, for a lot of brands, I, I would say the brands are behind the eight ball right now in NFTs. Like if a brand's doing an, an NFT, most of us are like, okay, we're going to stay away from it. Right. Because <laughs> right. let's face it. And it's weird because the rest of the digital world, for the most part, if a brand was dropping it, we were all in. Right. And I, and I think that like there are, has been some exceptions to that rule. And, and uh, just recently, Justin Bieber's um, in-betweeners, I'm a huge fan of that. I, I have uh, five in-betweener uh, bears in my uh, collection. I thought Justin and uh, and the artist did a great job of bringing that one to life. But like one of the things I felt like they missed was they weren't integrated into the community enough to like, have the conversation. You guys were in the integrated community. And I will even say like, I remember thinking, damn, it's so genius. They're pimping out lawnmowers, but I never made the connection to like, they might have something even bigger at play here. What is your like, what is your like team look like? I'm curious before we get into like the drop itself, like what does your team look like? That's kind of been putting us all together. Cause it sounds awesome, but it also sounds like, you know, one hell of an endeavor. <laughs> yeah. So it is. And uh, when this started, I didn't, I had a full head of hair and I wasn't great. Um, and, uh, it's been, it's been a lot of late nights and, uh, Jessup used to live in Montana and he moved here to Florida so we could all be together, um, uh, you know, working daily. So the team is pretty, is pretty big. We have three full-time designers. Um, when I say designers, I mean, animators, uh, everything from unity to blender to conceptualizing and building cars from, from the ground up. Some of the stuff we'll share with you and your, and your fans, um, who listen are some of the original sketches. It's, it's amazing to see. Uh, how these are brought to life. Um, it all starts obviously at the headquarters in, in LA on a Burbank rather with Ryan um, and Musa, the head designer, they kind of work and they give us the direction. But from our side of things on the Neverland, there's, there's, there is a big team to make this happen. There's about, I think there's eight or 10 of us right now currently that are doing this full time. And it's, um, it's a grind. Um, we have everything from the artist to the programmers. I mean, we're, we're already building the, um, the mechanics of the video game and it's so funny. People are like, you know, on the roadmap, it says like, hey, we're, we've already started this. These are things that we want the community to know when they listen that like this isn't just a roadmap that we're throwing up fictitious dates to say, oh, in 2020, the end of the, you know, this year, there's going to be a video game. This has been conceptualized and we've been working on this forever. So we do have a big team. We're, we're, we're grinding quite a bit and we're always going out and looking for new stuff, too. So and then. uh we, we partnered with a company called Open Dive. And so Open Dive is really well known in the Solana and gaming ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And they're uh, building a game called Open Era, which is really cool. If you uh, haven't checked that out yet, I highly recommend checking it out. But, but these guys are brilliant. Um, and so we actually got connected with them because on our very first drop, we had an auction of, it was the rare pink diamond version of uh, Paris Hilton's Bentley. And the person who was the top bid in the last 10, uh, like 10 seconds, outbid himself by a thousand dollars. And we're like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> like, who is this? Um, well, we yeah, so his name was Irvin, and he got our attention because he outbid himself. And wow. so um, Irvin is is the like lead uh, person at Open Dive, and we've connected with him, and they're very instrumental in helping us build this. And so the plan is is they're building a lot of these initial mechanics. We're designing them. 
And then we're also hiring more devs on top of that to allow to do the day-to-day work. So, um, you know, as we bring in people like the Crypto Dads and other NFT projects, the team needs to to expand because obviously, like, the more these components come in, the the harder it gets. And our vision keeps growing on this thing as as every day goes by. And sometimes I think people are like, gosh, you guys are crazy. (laughs) Well, Uh, I think... And the reason I asked that question too, is because I think that is like, you know, that's like kind of like the false prophecy of like, of NFTs. Right. And like crypto devs kind of had a magic storm of like the, when they dropped and like, I mean, I mean, PFPs were selling, I mean, people were buying 10 K projects just because they just felt like, you know, we were FOMOing into yeah. everything. And the idea of a roadmap really was born around that time. Right. Like, I mean, V friends dropped earlier in the year and there was no such thing as a roadmap. Right. And I think it's such an interesting like world. And I think part of it is because we have to figure out how do we trust the brands and the people behind these projects that a they can deliver what they say they can deliver, but also like the roadmap makes sense. And I will say, looking at your roadmap, but also connecting the way that you guys integrate story into everything, every like in your Discord, every you know preview of the art included a detailed story. All of these things are like the nuances that aren't seen from like the, the the thousand miles away or the everyday flippers. And for the most part, my, none of my audience aren't here to be flippers. There's a plenty of other podcasts and, you know, there's some DGENs that they can hang out with on Twitter. And I play a little bit in the flipping if I, if I kind of testing my skills, but a, a lot of what my audience we've talked about is community, trust, you know, that true concept of utility. And so I love that you guys mapped in like the game and, you know, the team with the developers. Now I'm curious from, the art, how difficult was it to connect? Because I'm sure, you know, the founder with what his vision of, uh, of vehicles offline and then taking them online, how much like, you know, went into like that design? Because I mean, for those that I'll include some links in the show notes, I mean, the art for this project is, I mean, world-class. How how, how long was that? I mean, I bet you that was probably a, a pretty stressful uh, Yeah, um, and actually, I'm glad you, you asked, because first of all, thank you for the, for, the, for the praise on Discord. A lot has gone into that. And, um, you know, one thing I do want to add to that is Ryan is actually very active. Um, he, he pops into the Discord from time to time to see what people are saying. And he also uses his Twitter to reach out to our community and thanks him. He just put a tweet up last night. And the community couldn't believe it. Like they said, are you kidding me? Self-made Ryan just thanked the community and those who participated in the whitelist. And we we have done things so calculated. Like we're just not going to hand out whitelist because it's the cool thing to do or put up a roadmap because it's what's expected. Every person that was on that whitelist, they grinded for between six and some of them 24 hours to meet, build and engage in a, in, a, in a new community and figure out what things were all about. When they hit a certain level, it was programmed that they were eligible for the whitelist. So these things are all calculated out um, to move on to the art, which is like, that's my forte. Well, hold on, before you get to the art, yeah. your, the, the, the vision and the strategy behind the whitelist, the engagement, the discord, is that because you guys were collectors to begin with? Like, I'm, cause I mean, like yeah. you, I mean, it, I feel like when I look at that, it's like, throwing out all the things that all these other projects have been doing wrong and trying to yeah. include like the best of all of them. Is that, is that how you guys kind of were able it to is. kind of and I think that? We've all spent, yeah. You're hundred percent right. And I think the cool thing is, it's like, I love answering the question. We're like, why is there only X amount of people on the white list? Why did only so many spots fill up? Like I love personally, I love answering the question. The reason why only so many spots filled up is because not enough people earned it. And right. we want people in this community that want to be in this community. We learned a lot from the dads. We learned a lot by watching. 
we, we, we have always paid attention to these projects and look, we would love to make a headline and sell out. And Joe, Jessup and I joke around. It's like, when are you going to sell out? Everyone goes, when are you going to sell out? We sell out when we sell out. That's the, that's the, that's the answer. We're not going to stop if tomorrow 2000 NFTs sell. Fantastic. Now we know we have a marketing plan for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I mean, we're West Coast Customs. We have marketing plans. We've done this before. We're in a position where we could reach out for collaborations. One thing really cool that I'm super proud of is the donation aspect that we're doing with honorary cars. Today, we put up Paris Hilton's Pink Bentley. You know, we have conversations with everybody that's walked through the door and had a car built at West Coast Customs. We're not using those people for, for clout and fame. We're saying we want to give you something that's going to raise money for the charity of your choice once it's sold, but be part of our community. Let's show you community online. I, I, I love that. I love that component, right? And I think that's why I kind of cut in before yeah. you went into the art conversation, because like not only can you tell that you got, that you understand NFT culture, you understand like kind of like your overall mission, but I will say like, one of the things I promote here on the podcast is I like slow burn uh, NFT drops. It's my own. I just came up with the name of like, I just love that idea where I don't want, I don't need a project to mint out in 30 seconds where everyone's buying 25 a piece, flipping them before like the art reveal comes out. And it's like that, it's that different you know game. And I, I will tell you like one of the best projects that we minted on our project was the expansion punks. And I will tell you when I found the project, I was in a Twitter space and I went to OpenSea and I kept hitting refresh because I'm like, why does it say there's only 3,800 minted? I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like this project, and I, I pound in the refresh button and little did I know they were four months into the mint and two days on Twitter spaces and them telling their story, they sold out the, from 3,000 to 10,000. And in my opinion, it's the best derivative expansion project that I've ever you know seen. And they have all these details, but they're like the perfect example of like a four month mint where they, they kind of minted at the wrong time in many ways. Like it was like right at the beginning of like NFT winter. Right. And like they you know, kind of didn't really weren't able to get that story out. I will also say the other thing that you guys have done really well is I've seen you in Twitter spaces with, with our good friend, uh, Evan Mendoza, Diamond Dogs, shout out to Diamond Dogs NFT. We minted them as part of our, our project as well. So that'll be part of the family here. Um, talk about a little bit about like, the importance of being a supporter of other communities and really NFTs in general and how that kind of played in. And then we'll tie back to the art. Yeah. So, so Jessup, um, I want to let you talk. And I just want to say one thing before I yeah. forget. So what you said is like, I actually wrote it down. It was so on point that I'm probably going to quote you at some point this weekend in our discord. <laughs> Go for just it. Just so you know, just what, so what is know. it? I mean, that was like so perfectly stated what you said. So Kudos to you, man, Thanks. for sure. Thanks. Jessup, go ahead. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of wanted to elaborate on that in the sense of we, you know, as West Coast Customs, like very few people don't answer when I DM them or or send an email. Like it just everybody wants to collaborate with us and like the DMs are just exploding. And so we've had tons of conversations with different projects and different um, people wanting to collaborate on some aspect. And uh, we hear a lot of how is it like this is the the roadmap that you have to do. You have to buy these shillers. You have to pay money here and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars promoting and stuff like that. And we've actually turned away from a lot of that stuff because we it's like watching how the sausage is made, right? Like right. it's not true to what this space actually represents. And we have gone 
opposite of that. And, and I think it's, it's interesting because that's what, that's where you see that in the slow, um, slow burn, as you call it. I mean, Bert and I were talking about it. There's some projects that are literally paying promoters to go and then buy their NFT. So it looks like it sells out and creates this FOMO and hype. And it's like, that's disgusting. It's not, that's not representative of this space. I, I teased out, I teased out yesterday's episode I got some screenshots. I'm a data geek for all data geeks. And I've been doing some uh, wallet, uh, let's just say wallet management and wallet uh, investigating on how some of these uh, drops are selling out and how they're allocating one of one collections to, uh, you know, their best friends. And like the blockchain don't lie, right? Like, yeah, exactly. That's, that's I love like, exactly. Like, like, we like, keep I, saying I, that. And I love like, so to me, like, I did an episode a couple of days ago about brands and NFTs and, and, and most people would, would believe if you go back and listen to that episode, everything that you guys are doing is what I was preaching in that episode. And this is before we, we had any of these conversations and, and I'll, and I'll kind of make I was laughing when you said about sliding the DMS. Cause like this week, Roger Clemens slid in my DMs wanting help, wanting me to work with him on an NFT project and West Coast Customs slams into my DMs. I mean, like <laughs> not, not a bad thing whenever I'm popping up Twitter you know, DMs uh, on that side. But I will say like the other part about this that like when I when I'm you know, I'm buying an NFT every day. So we're spending four to six hours researching. And the hardest part is how do I know that not only is this, if this brand is reliable, right? There's lots of brands that have been big name brands that you're like, hey, I know they're big names, but how do I know that they understand the space and they can deliver in the space? You guys have already done it. You've proven it with through a collaboration and a drop with the, the dads already. You've been in Twitter spaces actively with this community. And to me, like this is the this is the roadmap for all those that are listening that are like wondering how they launch their own collection or where these things work. It's it's not only is it take lots of work and people and, you know, investing time in the community, but like part of it is understanding your goals and your messaging and your mission. And so I love to hear that, that, that art piece. I know I cut in on that, like the art and like how the art connects into the NFTs and really how the NFTs connect back to the cars. Can you tie that into this? Yeah. Um, well, you did. There was one thing that we didn't answer uh, that you had asked um, about being supportive of other collections, right? Yeah. And so I'll give you one example of something that we're trying to do, which then will lead Kurt right into what he's about to say. Um, so one thing that we started off with very early, even before our uh, very first drop, was just searching and buying other like small artists and, and people who are putting up one of ones and things. And we found this guy, uh, his name was Maloney. And it, it was just the coolest little art that we could find and uh we bought it to support it literally this this like his next tweet when he found out that we purchased one of them was how ecstatic he was because he was such a massive fan it was a it was a piece a car piece obviously um we created a west coast custom vault that we uh purchased some of these from and and so it was like we went through and we were supporting uh, these smaller artists and giving them a boost and especially coming from a brand like West Coast Customs, we wanted to support these guys. And so that actually ended up leading and almost all of our artists have been massive fans of what of West Coast Customs and have grown up. And we have the luxury of working with what we would, we're biased, but we really think that they're some of the best artists which show and I'll let Kurt kind of take it from there. 
Yeah. So uh, Sean Malone, great guy. And he had these cute little cars and there was only a few of them up, but there was something that resonated. I'm a, I'm a child of the eighties. And I, I don't know if you remember micro machines. Oh yes. Um, and, I, with my daughter's still, my daughters have them because I went through my storage unit and we have some micro machines. There you yes. go. And uh, they also had these things called penny racers. Those were plastic and you put a penny on the back to pull them oh, back. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah pull them back. So, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know you're in with the numbers. I graduated high school in 1993. So there's okay. a nine in the three. So we can talk about that after, but there's always this kind of like, it just brought me back to my youth and my brother, Mark and I, we, we found this artist and we said to Jessup, Hey, we should start supporting these artists from the West coast customs wallet. So that's how we met this artist. Ah. And we started kind of discussing this PFP, but it was like, you can't take a full size car and make it a PFP because it's just weird. Cause you're going to get the tire, you're going to get the mirror. So it's like, it has to be small, but it has to be the right car because if it's not the right car, you squish something, it's going to just be weird. So when Ryan was 12 years old, um, he drafted up this kind of monster car in his mind, which was a 1950 Merc called the Nifty 50. They later used it in the movie Cobra with Sylvester Stallone. And mm -hmm. he had an opportunity as he got older and could make it happen. He built that car and it's sitting on the showroom of West Coast Customs. And the thing is a one of a kind, everything from the grill to the stainless steel paint. It's just the thing or, you know, the metal, it's incredible. So we said, well, how can we do something that reflects who we are as a brand inside of this PFP. So we called our dear friend Sean up and said, this is a task because they call this thing the sled. It's a big, long car. We need you to take this and we need you to make it not only like this, but cool. So, <laughs> you know, the blender and files. personality. And have personality. That's what yeah. this is all about. So we built that. That model was actually done from scratch. And, uh, the first render that we saw of it, I think we all looked at each other and it was the aha moment. And it was like, now we need personality. Now we need, you know, snowboards for the top. We need wine bottle racks for the top. We need golf clubs. We need everything that makes a PFP project cool. We need laser head beams. We need <laughs> these cars to look at them and identify with them. Go, oh, that's cool. It has green headlights. I have green eyes. So right. we started to create these, these characteristics. And all along the, the way, Ryan is giving us guidance because this is his baby, right? This is a car that he dreamed of when he was 12 years old to bring to life. So that was a big responsibility on our end. So uh, it ended up being absolutely insane. And, and when we talk about the art, I don't know if the listeners fully understand them until you try to render something of a, of a 15 gigabyte file size when you're uh, taking something that shouldn't be done um, you can go into Photoshop if you want to create a flat PFP project and you can write a script that turns off layers and it's right. cool and you can write a rarity table and it looks good and everybody's like, hey, this is fun and that's awesome. Try doing that when you have a, a, a 3D program that only kind of sort of interacts with one language called Python and now you're trying to write other other languages on top of that which go to a database that pull rarity traits based on percentages. The point being is in typical West Coast Customs fashion, it's like a customer came to us and said, I want a waterfall in the trunk and we got to figure out how to put a waterfall in the trunk. At the end of the day, we spent 90 days almost straight coding uh, on Python, um, C++, C Sharp, .NET, whatever they coded on. And they wrote a piece of software that interacted with Blender. Um, the wow. amount of, you know, I think as the project releases, we'll share some of these things, the screenshots of the file structure. Um, it's like something I've never seen before, but every single one of those traits that you're looking at when you see these PFPs, um, they're hand drawn. They're they're molded out of literally hand, mouse, and clay. Um, everything wow. from the headlights. It's not like you go to a 
you know, like a like a, a free 3D store or something like that, and you download a part and you integrate it. This is all done from hand. And um, wow. Sean Sean's bet 90 days straight, and we can't thank him enough to bring our vision to life. Um, there's not only a Merc, there's five body styles. Uh, what would a collection be without a Lambo? Um, as I believe there's only <laughs> 25 of them. Uh, there's a, a Jag. There's a minivan because I mean, why not, right? Yeah. And um, I think there's one other. There's a lowrider. And there's pretty cool things. Speaking of the dads, there's uh, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but how many cars are in there that represent uh, the dads? So, so the dads in their collection, they have five true dads, right? Yeah. The, the diamond dad, the uh, the uh, buff dad, OG dad, um, abducted dad, and the Frankie, Frankie dad. dad. Yep. So there are five one of one cars that are um, themed around those those themes hidden in this collection. Wow. If you get one of those. Yeah. That's a good one. And then there's also uh, a couple other Easter eggs that literally only Kurt, myself, the artist, and uh, and Mark, Kurt's brother, we're the only ones that know that these exist in there. So when some people get these one-of-ones and they're very off the wall, like... And, and, that's and, awesome. and so to answer the question, it's the, the Merc is really the most important part of Ryan's history. So we chose that as the main body style to alter. Um, and then, you know, backing into the other, other body styles was cool, but you know, it's, it's been probably the biggest challenge of my life. Like I've worked on some of like extremely large music and marketing campaigns and we've taken artists and we've done things that nobody thought could be done And this, that what we did with this project in comparison to the amount of hours and stress I put into those marketing strategies, this is, I, I, I want to say I would do it again, but it was so <laughs> incredibly challenging to, to, to put this together. And, and until you see those, the core file, like I wish I could share the open source, yeah. um, but we've had people contact us and they've said, can we buy the software? Is there mm. a way that you can make it? And it's like, I, I, I don't know what the answer is. We would love to help other NFT projects in the future. Um, and, uh, you know, we've been rendering for seven days straight, just so you know, um, it's about to, to, to render those full PFPs, uh, in kind of the quality and, in, 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 you know, the, uh, what they call the, uh, the screen size. Um, I think we're on seven days straight of rendering, which is absolutely insane. Wow. And so I, and like, so for my audience, we're, so like one of the cool segues in this whole thing is we are, we have 3d, uh, animations for our NFTs that people have bought to support the project. And we're giving, you know, 52% of the revenue from the project are going to our, our NFT holders. And we're actually, I'm going to say this for the first time on the podcast, but our listeners, though, the first 1,093 supporters of our ADHD coin are getting emailed or airdropped uh, one of our NFTs. And it's our 1,093 super fans NFT. And we did it on Blender. We used uh, Blender. And I'll say like, ours took like an hour and a half to render. And it's like, we were the ones using like the 3D shop and shout out to Kevin in my community that literally in from my community, he does my intro of the podcast. He's like, Hey, let me try to intro. The intro turned out amazing. He said, I'm going to jump in and do these files. And so like hearing you say that, it's so funny because it hit close to home. And the cool thing is for everyone that's like, you know, uh, that's listening that holds our ADHD uh, coin, they're going to have that NFT airdrop to them and awesome. they're going to get like that taste. And I, I love that like commitment to the art and the, and the brand. And I have to say that this this numbers thing, we're, we're kind of dancing around it a little bit. Like we mentioned, like you know, uh, West Coast Customs started in 1993. You said graduated high school in uh, 1993. My hockey number is 93. 
So how many of them are in the collection? And uh, how, you know, give us a little bit of the, the numbers there. So there's yeah. So we Inception was 1993 for West Coast Customs. Uh, Eleven thousand nine hundred and ninety-three to represent the letter, the numbers of West Coast Customs, nineteen ninety-three. Um, there's a lot of ninety-threes. The pre-mint price was 0. 0.093. Um, and there's some other hidden surprises throughout the collection. Ninety-three launched the pre-sale uh, January 9th, one nine uh, at nine thirty nine three. So <laughs> I mean. I mean, this was destined for a partnership. It just <laughs> happens to be like in true NFT style, like the night before you guys are dropping the mint, we pull this all together. Um, Cause I love if you're it. you're listening, it's out right now. Yeah, it's right? out right now. So for those that are, yeah, that are listening right now. Uh, and, I, and I think that's you know the other part of this yeah. too. Like talk a little bit about like, so the mint's going to come out. Um, you'll have the PFP side. They can check out the roadmap. I'll include all that stuff there. But um, you know, what, what is, what does mint day look like? Give us a little bit of the details for today. Pretty simple. You're going to mint from our website, which we'll put a link and supply you with. Do you mind if I say it now? Is that cool? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just metawhips.io backslash or forward slash mint. Uh, and you'll be able to mint up to 10 at a time. Uh, MetaMask wallet, we read, We suggest using a desktop. Um, you can still do it from mobile, but we suggest desktop. And um, we're going to... M-E-T-A, MetaWhips. M-E-T-A, Whips. And it looks like it's going to start at 7.30 p.m. We have some pretty cool things lined up with Ryan and the team to kind of kick this off. And, uh, you know, to, to quote you, really, this is, a, if it's a slow burn, amazing. Let's do it. But we're dedicated. We have an amazing team behind us, and we're going to have fun with this. And another piece that I want to uh, share with your audience and you, and um, so when you buy one of these PFPs, uh, you're obviously going to get this Ethereum asset, but every person that purchased one, uh, later down the road, we'll get a Solana-based asset that will get you access to the game. So the video game is actually being built on Solana. And so we have positioned ourselves as being blockchain agnostic. We didn't want to, uh, you know, like people have asked us, you know, why is there, we have a drop on Hedera, we have a drop on Ethereum, and now the game's being built on Solana. And I think one of the things that we've discussed continuously is our main focus is creating an awesome user experience. And there was intention for every one of those drops. Like on Hedera, we went with them because they can take fiat and you can use a credit card and you can literally use Apple Pay. And so some of those particular uh, NFT drops came with physical things like merchandise. And we partnered with a guy named Paper Legends, which if Kurt moves his head, I think you can see. Yeah, so (laughs) that thing on the wall right there. Um, you know, that, that is a a cool piece that is made out of paper and you bought the NFT and you would get this shipped to you. And so everything was kind of focused around, are you getting a, I can't, that could be the next one. Yeah. 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 So, um, but everything was, is very intentional on why we went with these different, um, blockchains. And so, Similar to like, I, I guess yeah. So that uh, just we well, were very, I, I want to jump in real quick because I tell you. So my prediction uh, episode of this podcast, I said that NFT child projects need to go agnostic to blockchain. So like, cool. didn't you never heard me say that? That's literally on a past episode. Oh, cool. And my big pet peeve has been the decision on blockchain for so many has been just simply based 
on current attention and not understanding the under, underlying utility that these blockchains provide. And I will also say, we I can't give any details to it yet, but I have we have a partnership that we're going to announce next month, and it's a, a Solana-based uh, partnership, which is for me was kind of perfectly a bounce because my coin is on the side chain uh, Rally uh, IO, which is a side chain off of uh, Ethereum. We have, we minted our uh, NFTs for our project on, on ETH, and our next piece is going to be rolling out uh, on the Solana side. And so I love, love that. that. Like, and I will say, like, if I had to sum up like what I feel about this project is the intention that you felt when you watched the TV shows with the cars being built and the, the intention to do what no one says you, what everyone says you can't do. And the intention that understands the brand and the, the story has been integrated with the intention on the NFT projects, the drop, your intention on being integrated in the community, collaborating. And I mean, I just think this is the, I mean, it's the perfect use case for everyone to build off of because that intention is to me what means longevity. It's what it's what's what the community can stand on. And it's ultimately what NFTs should represent as we move forward. So, I, I mean, from me, before even the drop even happens, you know, I just say kudos uh, on, you know, all of the things that I've been learning. I'm not someone that's been around for forever, but all these things of minting an NFT every day, there's so many pieces that have really just been either missing or thrown together or like put something on a roadmap. We're going to pitch a TV show to Netflix. Like, cool. You know, anyone at Netflix, you're just going to go knock on the door. Like what the hell does that even mean? Right. And I just love that intention that you guys have put into this. I mean, I, for all those that are going to mint and jump on it. I mean, I'm excited to see all the, all the magic that happens afterwards. And one little bit of tea, as I like to call it, Jessup calls it alpha. I call it tea because I'm old. Um, we are eventually working on, a way of incorporating physical goods into these NFTs. Um, this might be something that is literally six to eight to 10 months away, but I would like to share with you for the first time ever, nobody's seen this. Woo. This is in true fashion, a right now Woo. one of a kind. Uh, this is a West Coast Customs packaged uh, nice. right there. You can see in the back the oh, seal yeah. of, of authenticity. Official product this of is, the metaverse. Yes, these are going to come with an NFT. Um, there's also a chip that we're working on. It has the uh, an actual piece of the interior from the car, but when you scan it, it takes you to the NFT. Uh, and there's already talks. Ooh. We've already started working on the CAD drawings to take the Meta Whips and to do something very similar. Um, and we just feel that like it's a cool thing to have. Who wouldn't want a little, you know, physical diecast of their Meta Whip? It's just cool. And hold your phone up to it, and it takes you to it. Like, come on, that's, I mean, that's, that's how cool is that, right, right there. That's West that Coast is. Customs. Yeah. That is. So and I will say it like, for the first time. I, I, I love that you broke it here. We'll, we'll include uh, links to on the show notes so everyone can uh, see that part of it too. And, you know, I'll, I'll also just want to give kudos to Ryan in as a founder, as someone that lives and breathes their brand, to trust you guys and the team to embrace this NFT space to empower you know, like part of me every time like i would see you know west coast customers in in the twitter space it's like wow like that's a brand that gets it right you're leaning in and letting your know, your team do what they're doing well so many of these other ones are still stuck behind you know the web 2 8 ball and so kudos to ryan for not only being integrated in the project but for you know teaming up with you know great people like yourselves and letting you do what you guys are doing great right and i think that's 
to me is probably one of those underlying things that is uh, probably understated, but um, I feel it, I see it, and I, I think it's going to be uh, destined for big things for sure. Man, well, we appreciate you. you, man. You're dead on. You are spot on. I'm glad we were <laughs> able to get some FaceTime with you today. Appreciate you. Thank you guys so much for checking it out. For all those you know, listening to NFT 365, as you guys know, we'll include the links here um, in the show notes. We also have the new website. So you'll actually be able to see some of the photos and things. The website just went live last 48 hours. So if you check out nft365podcast.com, you can see every project that we've minted since November 11th. You can see a little bit about why we minted them. Uh, you can even check out some you know, floor prices on that side, uh, as well as all the podcast episodes and uh, some of the other things that are happening. And I, for one, will be in the Discord over there with MetaWhips. I was already in there uh, a little bit today. Uh, so I'll include those links out there as well. And you know, for as we kind of wrap this, and as I send everybody out, and I'll be back in your ear tomorrow, you know, my challenge for everybody listening to this is that Maybe, maybe the Meta Whips, the the brand or the or the you know the the concept here, and maybe the game isn't your uh you, the thing that's just for you, right? And I want everybody to you know do your own DM research, um, you know, make your own you know right financial decisions. But what I'm challenging everybody to do is take the lessons and the things that we highlighted here and make sure that they're known outside of these, you know, of this ecosphere because. The only way we continue to grow this NFT community and empower other projects to do things the right way and, and take the time and have intention and understand the commitment to roadmap and to prevent these rug pulls from taking over the, the buzz and commitment that hard people are, are putting in is that we each have to take that and celebrate it, right? When someone says it's just a JPEG, give them the example of the amount of work that this team put into this project. When someone says that, oh, it's just, you know, like what is the metaverse? It makes no sense. It's gonna isolate, kids are gonna be stuck in their phone. Talk about the idea that you're connecting Metalands and a crypto dad's community and you're bringing these worlds together online and offline. So that's my challenge, everyone. Check out the project. Of course, make your own financial decision, but take these kind of lessons and let's celebrate them across the community because uh, that's how we truly lift each other up and uh, do some great things. So Kurt, Jessup, thanks guys for uh, coming on the podcast. I mean, the night, the night before the drop, which is now the day of the drop for the podcast, uh, I, I love that you guys gave me this time and we got to share it with the community and I'm sure we'll be able to uh, hang out and uh, do some more things together in the future. Man, thank you so much. For Appreciate having you us. having us. Cheers, guys. The show is not financial Cheers. advice, so thank do your own damn research.